at that point, I actually t- changed my Twitter prof bio to a human uh, capturing human moments. But no, it, it goes back to this whole idea that I am the only thing that's important to me are the relationships that I have, the people that I'm with, the people that I'm working with. I don't care about anything else. Um, when I die and I'm in the grave, uh, the only thing that I want people to say is that Sean was a great guy. He treated people like gold and, um, you know, he treat people with respect. That's the only thing that matters beyond anything else. So mm-hmm. it, it goes back to humans at the end of the day. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. As always, if there's anything from today's show that resonates with you, go ahead and share that on social media, uh, share that on Instagram, and mention me at Blessed for Success PC. Uh, that way, I'll be able to see what you liked and share it with the rest of the community. Um, Today's guest is a special one. My guest today is a disruption strategist. He has been recognized nationally and globally for his work in the innovation space after 12 years working at Deloitte. His mandate at the firm was to help corporate executives to better understand and plan for the opportunities and threats associated with disruptive innovation. He is also currently a partner with Queen & Rook, helping organizations adopt exponential technologies and move to the digital age. He is a practitioner who has worked hand-to-hand with hundreds of organizations on their journey to digital transformation. His work and interviews have been featured in Forbes, The Globe and Mail, The Guardian, CBC, and CTV. In 2016, he was recognized as Avenue Magazine's Top 40 Under 40. In 2018, he was named to Inc.'s 100 Most Innovative Leadership Speakers. Wow. He he has been a personal mentor of mine since 2016, and I was very happy to catch up with him through the show. Introducing Sean Canungo. You know, one of the things that I, that I do, you might know this, is I, I get paid to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there is a, there is a, uh, what's interesting is that it, I, I, I have never, if you actually look on the internet, there's actually very little videos of me with just my iPhone or, or, you know, everything that we do is very well produced. It's very well, uh, it looks like a very good production. And sometimes when you're on a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's in person, when you're over the phone, it looks like we're both in an ISIS video. Like that's what it looks like. <laughs> so, so like, you know, and then it's, you know, it diminishes, it diminishes the production level. Right. right. And I always want to maintain if it's from a video perspective, I always want to maintain a certain level of, of polish and production and sophistication when it comes to video. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I've been very diligent on that. So like over the last, you know, three, four years, like everything is very well produced, like, you know, and so, you know, even when I get on a pod, you know, we have a two camera shot or something like that's very well produced. And, you know, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe it, it is, but it just goes back to this point. Like if, if somebody sees me, um, I want them, uh, I, 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 I want to make sure that they know that they're getting something of value. And I think in a world where everything is so easy, everything's so fast, like digital, 
everything is 24 seven on demand accessible. Of course, every, anybody can take a video on their phone, pull it out. And, but the actual, uh, um, the, 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 the value is actually created with people that can uh, not do that and actually do something more, something uh, more well-produced, something more, uh, something uh, better executed uh, yeah. as opposed to something so fast and quick and easy. And, and uh, you know, we can get into the whole part around that, but yeah, that's, that's the reason. Yeah, I love I love that we started off with that. That's a good way to yeah. kind of segue into um, you know the rest of the show. Thanks for thanks for coming on uh, the podcast, Sean. You know, been meeting to catch up with you and talk to you for a, a long time, and um, I thought this would be a great way to to do so. And obviously, with your background and experience, um, we'll have a lot of great things to to chat about. So, um, you know, I want to ask you a question that I ask all my guests that come on the podcast to start, which is. Um, today at this moment in time, what makes you feel blessed? Well, I mean, that's a very easy answer because, you know, I have two kids now. I got a three-year-old, I got a nine-month-year-old, and I am blessed that they are chill, they're relaxed, they're good kids. Like, you know, you could, you could by the way, are we allowed to swear on this part? I don't know. Yes, yeah. Okay. Permit. You know, you could have some really, you, you, you get some kids and they could be some really shitty kids coming out the gate. You know, they could be bratty, they could be whiny. But so far, I mean, they might turn, you know, they not, might turn the corner, you know, in a little bit. But so far, they've been really good. And we've been super, super blessed. And my wife and I, we talk about it every single fucking day that, like, you know, just it, the, the, these kids have been uh, unbelievable so far. So, uh, mm. man, that's a blessing every single day. Awesome. That's great. Now, I was going to ask you because, you know, you've, you've, uh, you have some gray hair since the last time I saw you. So I was like, man, oh, man is the parenting life getting to this guy? Like, what's going on? L- listen, man, like I didn't have any gray hair before I had kids. And then as soon as you have kids, everything just sort of everything just sort of gets age every you know your your body ages your beard ages everything ages i remember once uh, my wife and i we were walking in the mall we were pregnant with our first one you know we didn't have a kid at the time walking in the mall you know we're seeing all these parents and uh, we're looking at these people and we're like damn these motherfuckers look old <laughs> they what, like what happened to these people like oh my god they look like they're like in their forties, but they're clearly like in their thirties. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, we have kids and we are literally those people that we saw in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. It's, hey. uh, it happens, man. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully there's a while left until I get there. So, um, hopefully keep my hair slick black, uh, as it is for, for a while. Well, you have um, good hair. That's 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 a blessing. That's what you. That's you are already blessed for success. There you go. It's the hair. It's the hair that does it. Um, Absolutely. Man. Thank you, boss. Appreciate it. Um, I was taking, you know, obviously, looking at. I know your background, but I wanted to like look and and find whatever I could. Um, and you know, going through your Instagram, I saw your Instagram bio, which I thought was really interesting, which is a human capturing human moments. Yeah. Um. How did you come up with that? What does that really mean to you? You know, this is wild that you're asking me this right now because um, I've had this Instagram, this uh, Instagram caption for this bio caption for like literally since I got Instagram. So uh, it was, uh, it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I got it is because when Instagram first came out, like in 2011, um, everybody was posting really crappy uh, uh food pictures and like travel pictures and landscape pictures that you could like look on 
in Carta 95. Like, you know, and I will only post pictures of humans, which I think is the most important. So mm-hmm. I always said that I, uh, you know, I'll only capture humans, right? That's the only thing I care about. That's the only thing I look at when I'm on Instagram. And that's the only thing I'm going to post. Yeah. What's funny is that literally last night, somebody was like, uh, somebody was texting me and they were like, uh, yeah, I was in a group and they were, they were saying, man, your, your Instagram bio is like, uh, it's wincing. It's, 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 uh, it's, I don't know. They, they said they winced at it. They, they lost all credibility for me based on that. I, IG bio. And I told that, uh, listen, I told them at that point, I actually t- changed my Twitter profile bio to a human uh, capturing human moments. But no, it it goes back to this whole idea that I am the only thing that's important to me are the relationships that I have, the people that I'm with, the people that I'm working with. I don't care about anything else. Um, When I die and I'm in the grave, uh, the only thing that I want people to say is that Sean was a great guy. He treated people like gold. And, um, you know, you treat people with respect. That's the only thing that matters beyond anything else. So mm-hmm. it, it goes back to humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And that's, so that's, you see, that's different perspectives because someone else looked at it and winced. I looked at that and I was like, man, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, and the fact that that's been there for eight years is, you know, I, like that's, that's cool. Now, that's cool that you've had that I, for that long. Yeah. Now we're going to double down because now I got haters in the building. They're like, uh, they, they don't like it. So that's, <laughs> that's hilarious that you just asked me that. Yeah. And I, tr- I trolled them yesterday by uh, sending a screenshot of my Twitter bio and it said a human for, uh, uh, yeah, a human, capturing human moments. Right. Well, hey, when you know when you start having haters that you're doing something right. So there you go. I need more haters, man. I need more haters. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm waiting for it. I, I don't have enough. And I think uh, I actually was thinking that I need some more because I put out a lot of content and, um, and uh, you know, like I, 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 I don't get that much hate yet so you know i'm i'm waiting for it hey if you need me to put a nasty comment here or there absolutely worry, please, <laughs> welcome please. um okay so you know you've got the your parenting um and now you used to work at deloitte um but now you're you're considered a disruption strategist and you know i don't think i have ever heard of anyone else having that title or you know anything close to that um at least you know on their own did you like, did you imagine this at all growing your growing up? Like what was your goal? Well, yeah. So, so a little bit of background, you know, I spent 12 years at Deloitte, um, really in a strategy group, uh, working with organizations when it came to innovation and digital transformation. And, um, this idea of, and then now I have my own group called Queen and Rook. We have a number of companies, um, in our portfolio that we, we really want to scale up right now. They're sort of in the, uh, startup phase and, and, uh, you know, we're really excited. You know, for me, it's like, I wanted a piece of organizations and really see them grow and, and do some amazing things and try new business models and adopt new technologies. And it's very much, um, you know, we're running a lot of experiments and we're having a lot of fun. Um, and the whole idea of, uh, you know, innovation strategists or disruption strategists, what people call me is that, uh, you know, it, it, it's not something that I sort of, it's not something that I coined myself. Um, um, in fact, the whole innovation thing is not something I coined myself either. I was working in Deloitte and we were working on these projects and, um, you know, people started calling it innovation or innovative and um, over pro- you know, project after project after project, just like putting, you know, uh, you know, putting, uh, putting the work in, uh, you know, I started to carve out my niche in this innovation 
and disruption space, helping organizations really navigate the world of disruption. And so, um, you know, when, uh, when I joined the, a speaking agency, they're like, what do you want to, you know, what's your title? Like, what do people call you? They're like, oh, they call me the disruption guy, like, or the innovation guy. And so they're like, well, you, you, we can't say guy because uh, that would be weird. Why don't we just disruption <laughs> strategy? So I'm like, yeah, that sounds, pretty, that sounds pretty good. So, and nobody else has that. So um, that's how it sort of came about. And um, to be honest with you, I don't love it, but it, you know, it's unique. Uh, people get it right away. This guy's going to talk about disruption. He's going to help organizations with disruption. That's the thing that I'm passionate about too. That's, um, I think that's even how we connected too, like mm-hmm. uh, on, on the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And I, you know, I reached out to you because I was help or helping organize a conference. And I can't remember what I googled or what I looked up to find you. But you were you were, you know, the, the title was around disruption and innovation. And I thought it was interesting. But then I, I opened the video and you were like talking about Drake and his yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah, and his media strategy. And then when you came to the conference that you, you came to, which, you know, still thank you for, for coming, coming out. Um, you were talking about DJ Khaled, Khaled and his like Snapchat um, and, you know, how he's disrupting Snapchat and what's going on there. So, you know, I'd never seen that before. Yeah. And that, that was super creative to me. Well, to, yeah, yeah. So the way that the way that you found me and the way that we connected is, yeah, because I put out a, a, a video a talk that I did um, in Toronto um, uh, talking about what is Drake disruptive, you know, applying the concept of disruption and innovation um, to Drake, uh, because what he was doing was very different. And if you actually look at the last decade, uh, you know, there's no artist that has impacted the hip hop game more than Drake. Uh, you know, you, you, you put them in probably in top five, uh, you know, in any, st- in any statistical category, hip hop, rap, I mean, in terms of sales numbers. And so you, you really have to look at that. And, and that was sort of combining what I'm truly passionate about, which is, you know, I love like hip hop culture and the MBA consumer behavior, um, uh, consumer trends. And this, I also love, you know, big business and disruption and innovation. And I'm, tr- you know, sometimes when I speak to audiences, I want to, I want to connect with them with the things that I really love and that I'm really seeing and so the whole idea of Drake and DJ Khaled was for those particular audiences that we're speaking to, to that were younger millennials. I mean, they would really, uh, you know, gravitate to that. Now, that's not something that I talk about now because now I talk to big businesses and and um, they're not interested in Drake. They're they're interested in uh, other Fortune 500 companies and what they're doing. But right. I still have a deep passion around that. And this is what I'm struggling with is um, what I'm both struggling with and I'm really excited about is getting back to that, right? It's getting back to the things that I'm like connecting, like what I'm truly passionate about and, and, and being 100% authentically me. And I think if I can do that, then, and, and, and make that intersection happen, then, um, you know, then I will be blessed for success. Like, I, I think not that I'm not at, like, I love what I'm doing right now, but mm-hmm. I just think that, um, like if you can connect those two things, it'll just be like super Nola on that. You know, did you ever feel like you weren't authentic at any point during your journey and, or like maybe even prior to this whole speaking innovation, even before Deloitte, like, did you ever feel in your life at some point that you were being inauthentic to yourself and then had to change things up? Or have you always been kind of, you know, been able to fulfill your passions um, through and throughout? 
Well, I always try to um, come at things from an um, authentic standpoint in terms of, uh, you know, what I'm seeing, what I'm talking about, what I'm working on. Um, there is a little bit of like, uh, um, you know, imposter syndrome when you're, you know, when you're, especially when you're speaking in front of thousands of people, you're like, why am I here? Like, why me? Like, right. You're always thinking, you're always thinking that like, okay, so I'm just a guy that worked at innovation projects and, and, and uh, like, why am I here talking about this in front of all these people? Like there should be other people doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking that, but then, um, but then I'm, I'm not making anything up. I'm just me. Right. I'm just talking about things that um, I'm working on and I'm seeing and people connect with there's only if there's if there's only, there's only two people that probably can talk about innovation disruption which is like jeff bezos and elon musk and maybe everyone else is not fit to talk about that or if you're marketing like you should only talk to you know uh uh tim cook or or, or, or you know you know uh r.i.p steve jobs like you know like so you know there's always this imposter syndrome but i think um with everything that i do like really come at it from a I try to be authentic. I try to be real. I try to be vulnerable. Um, you know, I just put out this, you know, you, you, you we chat, just chatted about this Instagram, you know, thing that you saw, you know, and, and the whole concept of this Instagram video was, um, uh, you know, what's on my phone, right? Like what, you know, I was talking about this text that my mom sent me, like, that's the type of stuff that I put out just because that's authentic. That I'm yeah. not making anything up. That's just, that's just me. Right. Yeah, it's just fun. It's you yourself. I love I love that. I love, love that about your entire content strategy to date. And it's been awesome to see. Um, but I was I was like looking just I was curious. I was looking at your speaking schedule on your website. And man, it's insane. You're speaking sometimes three, four, even five times a week, uh, you know, at certain times when you're on the road. Um, and I imagine that's not easy, you know, like, what, you know, I think it's good to be like transparent about this, like, what, kind of challenges do you face in your life like from that kind of schedule and you know being that busy um yeah. all the time and have it, having to constantly show up well to be honest with you um it is difficult right it's difficult on the family it's difficult on the business it's difficult on business partners it's difficult on my health um and um you know it it, it definitely when the the schedule can get very chaotic um, you know, you have to make sacrifices. So, you know, for, especially from a home standpoint, you know, it, you know, it's great to have a wife that's supportive and you, you know, if I've, uh, you know, being at Deloitte for 12 years and just, you know, be, you know, you know, after that, you know, having clients across the country, um, you know, having somebody as a, a bedrock at home. Um, I mean, my wife still works, but you know, she's, she's amazing. And, uh, she's been, she's been, uh, you know, she does an amazing job at taking care of things at home. And, and thinking about things that I don't have to think about, which is great, even from a business standpoint, like being connected with people that, um, you know, can take the lift off of, of uh, you know, of my day to day. I mean, even things like video, like content, like, you know, having an editor, having like people that can help and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, having a speaking agency that can figure out all the logistics and like, I just get there and I just speak like, so that I just focus on the talk or the content. Um, you know, all those pieces, you know, having all those pieces around you uh, certainly helps. Um, and so, yeah, I think you do have to sacrifice a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's not easy, hmm. but for me, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I love it. I'm hungry. Um, 
you know, I love connecting with different organizations um, and seeing, uh, like, I love just, my, my favorite thing is, like, I love speaking with organizations with, when it comes to disruption innovation, but the best part is I love listening. I love being at the strategy meeting before my talk. I love being there afterwards, people connecting the dots between what I'm saying and their strategy. Um, and, you know, being in front of hundreds of different industries, um, you know, I'm just so much better at um, seeing the root causes within organizations and, and um, yeah, just seeing how to scale organizations. Like, to me, that is what I love. And so, man, I, I, I'm just, I'm blessed to, to, to be in the spot that I am and, and uh, have this opportunity. And I, and I never take it for granted. It's tough, but I never take it for granted because every time I show up somewhere um, to speak, I always think to myself, I'm like, I can't believe that I'm here. Right. Even though it's been hundreds and hundreds of talks, like still every single one, I'm like, I can't believe I am here. Like yeah. I am the one doing this. So it's uh, it's a blessing that blessed for success. Uh, that's uh, I mean, that must be one of the ways that you get yourself to show up just being, you know, to be able to be in the moment and, and enjoy it for what it is. Do you have I mean, you watch the NBA. NBA. Do you have any pregame rituals that get you to show up every time like full because I've never seen you do a talk where you weren't fully engaged fully like energized you're always in it almost like it's like it's like you know Tony Robbins he always comes and shows up you also yeah. go and show up so you know do you have a pregame ritual or a way that you get yourself to get to you know come full energy you know I, I'm trying to get better at that I'm trying to learn from other people around what they're doing I've sort of um, you know, as I do this more and more, I'm trying to understand, um, how do I, how do I maximize performance, um, for 90 minutes? You know, yesterday, for example, I was, I was basically, I did like a 90 minute keynote. Plus I had like other, uh, sessions that I had to give. So I was basically on for like five, six hours. And, um, you, you know, for me, it's like getting a good night's sleep, um, the night before not having any drinks, um, uh, waking up in the morning, like really early rehearsing, just getting my, my voice ready. Um, yeah, just being prepared, like showing up prepared, um, treating it like it's your last, uh, day. Uh, and, and, um, to me, that's like, you're only as good as your last talk. And so, uh, that, that's from my speaking status, the side of things, but you know, it, it applied to, you know, when I was in consulting or anything like that, it could be your last project, right? You're yeah. always trying, you're always meeting new people, trying to impress them. They have no idea who you are. And 99.99% of the time that I go somewhere, no one knows who the hell I am. Um, they've never seen me. They, they don't know what I can deliver. And so you're trying to uh, show up every single time. And, and, um, and um, yeah, I mean, so that, I think that, that part of that pressure uh, certainly does help. Um, but I'm trying to learn, man. I'm trying to learn from people. Like, I, like what, like what's your sort of daily, like, you know, I, I know you're, I know you're huge into fitness. Um, and, um, you know, even from a, uh, yeah, from a motivation standpoint, I'd love to know what, what's your daily routine? Like, what are you doing? What are you waking up to? I, I need some advice, man. <laughs> well, to be honest, I've been playing around with it. Um, okay. before it was, there was a time when I would get up every morning, maybe this was well over a year ago. So maybe around a year and a half ago, I get up at six o'clock in the morning, um, get my ass to the gym as quick as possible. Um, you know, make sure I get the workout and get the blood flowing. Um, 
get to work, you know, take care of whatever I have to do. Um, and then in the afternoon, I would be like, as soon as work's done, um, try to get a book in my hands, read something, and then do something for leisure and, and you know, go to bed. I always want to end the day with learning and leisure and then, or always wanted to end the day with learning and leisure and then start the day with like activity and, you know, getting my brain. Yeah. Involved. Now it's something that I'm really experimenting with. Um, I think, I don't know if motivation was like at a high at that time and going to the gym in the morning was like a big thing, but now it's like, it's trickier for me to do that. I, for me, it's easier maybe it's because I work in sales and, you know, it's a high energy environment. Um, so I actually go to the gym now midday. Okay. Um, so I'll wake up. Uh, first thing I'll do is just drink a glass of water, uh, get myself hydrated, which I've found to be very actually helpful, um, instantly in the morning. And then something that I've been trying to do, I'm experimenting with, uh, is just meditating for two to three minutes with headspace. Um, it's definitely something like, you know, exercising a muscle, it's almost trying to do that. Like, it's like, you have to force yourself to meditate just as you're trying to force yourself to get to the gym. Um, and then if I have time, um, read a book, um, or read at least like 10 pages of a book, just so again, engage those like learning. Holy levels. man, look at this guy, man. Reading a book in the morning. I'm trying to, Meditating, I'm trying to. Ready, man, you are evolved. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I can't, I can't say I'm a consistent success yet, but if I, if that does happen, um, I'll let you know, I'm just trying to figure out what works, you know? So, um, morning is that lunch or allowing lunchtime is gym. Um, I don't usually eat until like two o'clock or three 30 on most days. Um, wow. so I'll do that. And then in the evening, you know, working on my podcast, working on, um, you know, whatever. Now are you, are you intermittent fasting? I am. And, and how, and how have you, uh, enjoyed that process? I love it. Um, I think it's difficult at first. I think once you get past the first five days or so, um, it, it, you're, you're good. Cause now like I can start like my window. I typically, I start eating at two o'clock and then I usually stop eating at 10 o'clock. But you know, there are days now where, for example, yesterday, like I didn't feel the need to eat. It didn't even occur to me to eat until like four o'clock. And I stopped eating at like eight o'clock. Um, yeah. And that just happened naturally. Like I didn't really have to think through it or, you know, put any, put any brain power to that. It just happened because I didn't feel that really hungry or that need to, that need to eat. I, I really think this, this whole, you know, I'm of that mindset that the way kind of companies and, and food companies have, gotten us to just consume their foods it's like all like a lot of advertisements and it's a lot of like corporate um agendas you know to get us eat to eat three times a day snacks drinks all these things but absolutely um from what i'm understanding and what i'm experimenting with eating twice a day honestly with maybe like a snack in the middle is more than is perfectly fine well, you know, my, my wife and I are doing the same thing. I, I can't say that there's been uh, tremendous results, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep trying. And, and, uh, and um, you know, this is really great that I'm learning from you because, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest, like, you know, in the morning it's a bit of a mess because, you know, my daughter will come in and, you know, we, we, our son still is not sleeping well. So, man, it's like, you know, I, I, I do literally what the worst people probably do, which is like turnover, daughter comes in the room turn over, look at my phone. Okay. What time is it? And then just like, you know, she's dictating my day. Right. 
Like, and I know, you know, you got to take advantage of your day and, like, you know, be proactive with your mornings, man. Right now, I'm in the thick of it. I remember I saw somebody, um, uh, I was laughing because it was, I think it was, uh, somebody shared their, like, morning routine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I spend, like, two hours, uh, med- I spend an hour meditating, I go to outer gym, and I have my green smoothie, and then I brush my teeth. Like, it was just crazy. I'm like, man, I was just laughing with my wife. I'm like, there's no way. Like, our, our mornings are, like, trying to get them ready, you know, you know, get them breakfast. And I, I'm, 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 like, trying to get her, like, jacket on, go to school. Like, it's, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's chaos. Hey there. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. If you are enjoying what you hear, I would really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes for a quick minute, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you like about the show. We want this Bless for Success message to catch fire, and the only way that is possible is with your help and support. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get back to the show. You see a lot of that nowadays, man. You see a lot of that, like... You got to meditate, you got to exercise, you got to read, you got to, um, I don't know, do some sauna, you got to, you got to intermittent fast, like all these things. And as much as I'm trying all these things, albeit I am, you know, I am trying them. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily plan on, you know, adopting all the habits. The reason to experiment is to find out what works for me and what doesn't, exactly. right? Yeah. Like before really like the gym in the morning and then going to the sauna right after that was my form of meditation, right? That was my form of calm, my um, moment of solace and reflection. Um, So, you know, that's something that I might play with and and decide that it's just not for me. And, you know, in regards to the intermittent fasting, one thing I'll tell you about intermittent fasting and, you know, a lot of people um, say it helps with weight loss, which it has for me um, in the past month or so. I like, I started it up again i did it two years ago when i was like really on the fitness grind which you you know i was back then um and then i doing it now um but uh what i noticed the most is that eating food especially during the day like breakfast or lunch i don't feel lethargic after like i don't feel that weight um when i'm making calls or speaking with clients and you know that right. that tire comes less easily or that fatigue comes less easily and I, so i think you know even if maybe you're not seeing results um, you know, perhaps on the weight loss side or whichever side, though, that's something that that's been, um, advantageous for me personally. Well, listen, man, I, I probably not seeing any results because when you be, you know, when you get older, your metabolism stops at some point and you're like, uh, okay, so I need to stop eating, uh, all this like pasta and, uh, yeah, I love food. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 No food. Love, same. I have the same problem, which is why I had to do this. Um, but yeah, going back to what we were talking about in terms of disruption. Um, one thing I was really curious about, because, you know, you talk about disruption with companies, you talk about um, disruption with artists, um, you know, even basketball players like Steph Curry disrupted the, the NBA, you know? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Brief, 100%. brief side note. Um, are you paying attention to Zion Williamson? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you see that last night? Absolutely. You know what? I mean, if you want my hot take on Zion Williamson uh, last night, I, you know, I think what to me was a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Like he, 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 he nailed, you know, four threes in three minutes, literally, you know, was the talk of the NBA uh, last night. And it just shows the depth of his game, right? Like I thought he was a big bruiser, Charles Barkley, Draymond Green style um, player. I didn't, I didn't know that he had a three point, 
um, uh, any three-point acumen. He looked like Steph Curry last night. Like he was just, he was just. I mean, this guy's gonna be unstoppable. I'm just. I mean, everybody's talking about his weight. Everybody's worried about you know if he's gonna be able to uh, keep the pounds down and then also not get injured because he's not like a tall. He's six six, but he's like you know almost you know I don't know two eighty five. Two eighty five, right? So everybody talks. I mean, he's a freak. So. You, who knows what's going to happen with his body and injuries. I, you, you, you hope that the guy like that can, you know, stick around uh, just as long as LeBron. Uh, but, you know, I think, um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, you know, the, and, and you know, you bring up Steph Curry, you know, the reason why I love Steph Curry is because, you know, Steph Curry disrupted the game of basketball. He uh, disruption to me is somebody that comes into the space um, and, and it literally changes the game forever, right? And what Steph Curry did was he literally changed the game of basketball, the way that it's played. I mean, you, you can look at any statistic, the reason why people are shooting more threes, the reason why the big man has died. Um, it, goes, it goes back to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the Golden State Warriors. Um, and um, I would argue the reason why Zion is shooting th- four threes um, you know, the first game is part of Steph Curry. It's all Steph yeah. It all goes back to Steph Curry. LeBron James is a beautiful basketball player, one of the best, you know, to me, like, the guy's the GOAT, right? Yeah. But he didn't change the game like Steph. Yeah. He, he, it's, it's definitely evolved um, because of him. And, um, you know, that's been, that's been amazing to see. I'm excited, I'm excited for the future of the NBA. It looks, it looks bright. That's, um, and, 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 and that goes back to what I love, right? I love... The companies, the people, the 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 people that change the game. Not necessarily they're the best, they're the top, they're the biggest. Um, to me, it's people and organizations that are doing something so fundamentally different that it changes the game. Um, that is that is you know exciting to me. But anyways, you're talking about disruption. No, well, let me ask you this. Like, you're talking about, you know, those are the people you admire, you know, the guys that can disrupt within the companies and, you know, really, really change the game. How have you applied this concept of disruption in your life, you know, as a person, as an individual? Um, how are you disrupting yourself? Well, this is, this is the mindset that I try to come in, um, you know, all day long with. And, and you know, I think I've done it um, on a number of fronts. You know, within organizations, obviously organizations that I'm working with, whether it's applying your business models and technologies, but, you know, more personally, um, you know, I, I can talk about, for example, the, the, the speaking world. So, uh, you know, many people think about like, uh, as a speaker, what you do is you, you, uh, you come up with a reel, like every like two years, like a reel is basically a speaking reel. Like you, you, you chop up all the things that you, 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 you say, and then you, you, put it out to the world and people do this every two years. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put out that thing every single week. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and um, change the game of how, like I'm trying to take a piece of content, like a piece of news. Like for example, Elon Musk talks about the cyber truck. I'm literally trying to post a video the next day, incorporate my keynote, do like a 10 minute hot take on it. I'm in front of like thousands of people. And then, and then take a video of that same day, post it up literally the same day or the next day and put it up. I mean, this is something that people have never done. Uh, and, 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 uh, from a speaking perspective and, um, you know, that's how I'm trying to change the game there and, and looking at content in a fundamentally new way and looking at it more like news. Mm. Um, um, you know, 
from that standpoint, um, you know, you, you know, from a personal standpoint too, I'm just constantly um, taking a look at um, what I'm doing and uh, reevaluating why I'm doing things. Uh, you know, we we started uh, you know one of our initiatives called Silver um, a couple years ago, and the direction that we were taking was we wanted to uh, provide voice uh, services to organizations, and um, we quickly you know we quickly decided to pivot disrupt ourselves, um, get more into the product game. So then we, we started uh, getting into the AI space, helping big government organizations, like completely non-sexy space, mm-hmm. uh, um, helping them with like uh, language evaluation. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, taking that risk and like literally pivoting the entire business model, the idea of why we built, you know, one of these companies um, into a completely different direction. Um, and then, you know, so, so, for me, it's 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 just having the mindset of disruption, not only with the companies that I'm working with, but also uh, also personally. And I think, um, and and that's not easy. I think disrupt, people think disruption is easy. I mean, it it is literally the hardest thing to do because you're trying to change the core of your uh, your belief system mm-hmm. and your mindset, and that's not easy. Like most people, most organizations can't do this, and I'm trying to do this all day long myself. Like I have come up with it from a very traditional path um, like everybody else. And I'm always trying to unlearn things that I've been brought up with, not only from a family perspective, from a sus- but also from a society, from a business perspective. And that's part of unlearning. That's part of disruption, which is really around unlearning. And I'm trying to do this all day long. And, 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 um, and I think um, if I experiment as much as I do and I keep learning as much as I do, um, I know I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. No, and you—that's something that I love—is that I'll be, you know, the, the Tesla Cybertruck cyber example is a great idea, is a great um, point because something will happen in the news, then I'll see it on your Instagram feed the next day, and I'm like, well, this is this is pretty cool. Um, so that's how you're disrupting, you know, in speaking or in business. Um, would you say there's any way that you're disrupting as a parent? You know what? This is something that um, that. I haven't really, um, I don't know if I've done yet because I, I've certainly not taken the same approach that my parents have taken. Um, in, in terms of disrupting as a parent, you know, the way that I want to teach my kids is very much, uh, you know, play-based. Like I play with my kids a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read to them a lot. I try not to, um, uh, we, you know, we try to limit the devices, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but, um, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a tender age and I'm, I'm a rookie at it. I'm not sure how to approach it. I'm learning all day long about how to be a parent. Um, I haven't really, really figured it out. That's a really good question. And, um, I think because I don't know how to be a parent, uh, I haven't really disrupted it because, uh, I only know what my parents did and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm certainly disrupting what they did, but I don't even know if this is a good idea. And I think that's the whole thing with disruption is sometimes you don't really know uh, what the hell you're doing. And, why, why, uh, why do you say that? Why do you say you don't really know how to be a parent? I mean, you've been a parent for, for time. You've had two yeah. uh, you know, beautiful kids. What, what makes you say that you don't know how to parent? Um, uh, the reason why I say that is because... Um, there's no rule book to this thing. There's no playbook. There's no, there's no, you, you kind of take it like day by day and you have your own values and your own, 
your own way of doing things, but no one has actually, I, it is the one thing in life where you don't get like an assessment. Nobody like, nobody, mm -hmm. uh, you know, nobody gives you a test. Nobody, Report is card. Judging you. you don't get a review or rating. Uh, you know, nobody gives you a like, uh, you know, you, you, you have no idea. Like, you know, if you're doing things uh, correctly, your kids don't know either. Like I could be the shittiest parent in the world. I, I mean, they would not know. That's what, that's the experience that they have. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, that's part of the, un, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's unknown, but you know, I, I'm okay with that. You know, the one, the one secret that I've sort of learned from really successful people, um, is that, um, and this actually changed my mindset a number of years ago. Um, I remember talking to uh, my brother-in-law, he was a very successful guy. I sold his first company, uh, you know, lives like he's, I mean, he, he's living a life like very relaxed, very chill guy. Like, um, and he was telling me that he was, he was, uh, he was part of this entrepreneurship group and, uh, he was talking to all these amazing entrepreneurs, all these amazing business leaders, visionaries, um, across the country. And they were in a group and, um, when he came out of it, the, the, the one insight that he had, he's that he's like, these fucking guys don't know anything. And, and the way that they started their their businesses, the way that they continue to their, their, their continual mindset is that they still have no idea, and so that to me is the most reassuring thing. Is um, is that you know we don't know what the, we, we 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 often if we take new paths or we carve out a new category or a new market or we're trying new things, there is no playbook. There is no blueprint. You're always going to be dancing with the unknown. And I think that is the one common trait for people who have been really successful is that they actually don't know what the hell they're doing. And um, they won't admit that uh, maybe publicly, but um, certainly um, this is what, um, you know, you know th this is the secret that I've gotten is that people really don't know and they're guessing. Um, and, uh, that's reassuring because I think a lot of people think that everybody has the answers that, uh, people are walking around and they're more successful because they have all the connections. They have all the answers. They're smarter than me. They're more, you know, they have all these things, but they don't, it's, they're, they're, they're just the same as, as anybody. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's a pretty cool insight. That's, that's the secret that it's not the law of attraction. It's, you don't, you just don't know what you're doing. I think it's the, and, and it's not having the, and it's, uh, listen, there's amazingly beautiful and smart people and brilliant people, um, everywhere. And the people that actually make a difference and that are, uh, really doing what they love, they are taking, they were, they are, they are putting themselves out in the unknown. They are. Uh, you know, making themselves uncomfortable. And I think that um, that's really important and just putting yourself out there. Right. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm inspired by, you know, by, you know, what you've done in terms of constantly trying new things. Right. And, and, you know, putting out a, putting out a new pod um, after, you know, af after your first series of pod, your first pod, um, you know, getting into, uh, you know, pivoting your career, taking a new direction, um, you know, from a fitness standpoint, you know, all these things that you're trying. And to me, at the end of the day, like, the more that you try, the more that you learn, um, not only are you going to become a better person, but, 
you know, it, it's the wealth of knowledge and experience that you're going to have. Um, you're going to win at the end, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I no, I, I really appreciate that. And I constantly feel like I'm, you know, trying to find myself trying to find like, it's all it's all I think it's an eternal struggle for anybody. Like, I don't think you ever identify who you are, what you like, I think it's just a constant learning process. And you know, when it comes to um, disruption, right, like, like what you were just saying, these people don't know what they're doing. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going in a direction where perhaps they're, or I'm trying to, you know, go into directions that perhaps there isn't an existing blueprint. And for that reason, because there isn't a blueprint, that's why I don't know what I'm doing, but that's not to say that it won't work. Um, Exactly. Which is, you know, my mentality. But yeah. One of the, one of the rules that I, I believe in the most, and I don't believe in many rules. I think there are actually no rules, but one, one rule that I do believe in is that, um, and this is from the book uh, from Peter Thiel, Zero to One, which is competition is for losers. And this idea of doing something that everybody else has been doing. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a guaranteed uh, way to lose because it is, it's too competitive. It's been done before. Um, and I'm always looking at like, you know, what are ways that nobody else, what are things that people are, no, that nobody else is doing that I can do? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, I love Peter Thiel as well. And like what he says, like one of my favorite lines of his is, um, and I think it probably encourages a lot of companies to disrupt, which is uh, like, why can't you do your 10 year goal in six months? Uh, right. Which is one of his famous quotes. So I love that. Absolutely. Um, I'll end with this. Um, now today at this point in time, what does success mean to you? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, it's interesting. Like I'm, I'm sort of at a point where I have two young kids to me at the, at this point, you know, a lot of people, they they, they, they want to hustle. And I was in this mentality too, before I had kids and I, I, I my mentality has really shifted. I'm, I'm still hungry. I'm still ambitious. I want to eat the world. Um, but I also want to be at home. Like I want to like, just like sit and just like read and, and, and enjoy um, the time that I have with my kids. Um, so for me, it's constantly, uh, um, just doing things that I love to do, um, uh, connecting, working with people that I love to uh, be with, um, spending time with the kids and, um, yeah, just like continuously just I, like my, my new mentality is either say fuck yes or no. And I don't know who, where I got that from, but that is my new mentality. And, um, over the last couple of years, like I've sort of shed some of the things that I didn't want to do um, mm. anymore. And like, cause I just want to focus on the things that I'm really passionate about. And, you know, I've already seen it, you know, pay dividends. Like my calendar is more, uh, it's slightly more free because now I've, I'm being very deliberate of the time that I spend. And, um, you know, I was doing so many things that I should, probably should not be doing before and now I'm, I'm, I'm spending the time on the things that I uh, want to do. And, and to me, success is continuously doing the things that I, that I love to do and pushing myself um, in different directions. And um, there's no actual monetary, there's nothing monetary around it. It's actually continuously learning. Um, and, and over the last, um, you know, at the end of 2019, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that came out around you know, uh, you know, who was the best artist? Who was the best this? Who was the best that? And I saw all that. And my wife and I had this conversation around transformation. 
And what we notice is that um, all the people that were in an amazing place at the end of the decade were the people that transformed the most, like constantly tried new things and were pushing themselves um, in different directions. And that's what I want to do. Like in 2030, you know, when we do this pod again on Blessed for Success, like episode um, 10,002, you know, um, I want to be the person that has literally transformed the most um, out of any of the guests that you guys have, that you've had, just, just trying new things, um, working with new businesses, um, taking my brand, taking my personal self to the next level. Um, You know, that's, that's, that's where I want to be. Yeah, you're gonna be doing all the meditation, all the all the intermittent fasting in the world, everything. So <laughs> you'll be all over it. Um, no, I love that, and I think you know you made a good point there in saying that um, you know fuck yes or no, but also I believe that if you didn't try all these things, you wouldn't know where your focus should lie. Like you wouldn't know where your focus should go. It's only because you were you know doing all these things, experimenting in all these areas that you know people, I hear this so much, which is like, you know, I want to find my passion or, you know, I need to follow my passion. And, um, you know, I was like that. I was like, oh, I need to do follow my passion. I need to do what I'm passionate about. Um, and sales is a great example. Like I would not have known that sales was the profession that I always wanted to have had I not experimented in a bunch of other places as well. Um, and that kind of helped me narrow my focus, which I thought was great. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I, like, I'm, I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm excited to follow your journey because I think, you know, you're somebody who's uh, constantly pushing himself and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really, it's going to be really exciting, man. You're, 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 you're a rocket ship. Just keep keep doing your thing. What about you? Like, I I just want to know, like, from your perspective, like, you know, what, what, you know, what are some things that you're, um, you know, I'm sure you got like a dream board or, or, or I don't know if there's something that you want to share, but, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I put out this year was actually the first year in a long time that, um, I did like new year's resolutions, which I always thought in the past were BS. Like I actually yeah. thought they just didn't mean anything. Cause it was like, you should have those goals at all times. But, um, for some reason I just felt like I needed some, some alignment in my life. Um, something, bigger, like a higher, like a, like a higher purpose almost. Um, I love what I do, you know, at my job, I love, uh, you know, building the relationships that I do, but, um, I feel like I was put on this earth to share, you know, a message, a positive message, bring people together, um, connect with like-minded people. And so this podcast was a huge, huge part of that. Like, um, helping this podcast grow, bring on amazing guests like you, um, is one of my big goals for this year. And then, uh, I also did goals for the decade you know what do i see my next 10 years looking like how do i want to transform and um you know as i started to write them out i noticed that a lot of them uh started swaying to to things that i i really like like one of them on on the board which i can say is uh to be a black belt in jujitsu which you know i'm super passionate about mma i love watching it um i love boxing uh muay thai all those things but jujitsu is something that i the one that i really want to get into and um, being a black belt and that is on my 10 year goal. This podcast is on my 10 year goal. Um, I think for obviously a certain amount of wealth is, is on that 10 year goal. Um, family obviously is there. So a lot of things like that, like those are the things that 
I think about overarching, um, but deviating from the question, um, in this moment, I think success means to me, what success means to me is um, uh, giving the most to my relationships, um, family, friends, kind of giving them my 100%. Um, when I'm with them, when I'm not with them, making sure that I'm that I'm trying to keep in touch with them as much as possible and, and stay close to my loved ones. Um, this podcast to, to grow it, see it flourish. Um, and my, my career, you know, um, hopefully move up, move a bit more up in the world and, um, transform the way that the job is done, hopefully, which is what, like a big reason why I love talking to you, you know? Um, and, and yeah, I think that's, that's what I see is that's amazing. Well, listen, you know, what's going to be amazing is that you're going to be talking to all these people on this podcast, you know, people that are uh, leaders, visionaries, uh, game changers, and that's going to constantly push you, um, in, in different directions too. Like I, every time I have these conversations and I'm having a, I'm having this high right now, like I want to go out and conquer the world. And, you know, I love these types of conversations because, you know, you are certainly like my like-minded people and, um, you know, listen, there's certain people in life that they just want to chill. They just want to relax. They just want to do the thing. They want to go home, uh, you know, at, at, at five o'clock and just like watch Netflix for the last next two hours. And then there's some people and that's cool. I mean, like totally. I mean, you can, I totally respect people that have figured that out and they want to do that. And there's other people that want to uh, do bigger things. They know life is short and, 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 and try as much as they can. And so I think we probably fall under the latter, latter category. And, um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, these conversations are always, uh, I, I love being part of the conversations and, you know, this is the reason why I said fuck yes to this podcast is because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of you and I think you, you're gonna, you, you're, you're a rocket ship. I think you're gonna, uh, uh, you're, you're gonna go places. Um, you know, I, I actually credit you, um, with, with, um, helping to put me on, right? Like you, you, you saw one of my talks, you brought me out to Ottawa, um, and, um, you know, I'll always remember that. I'll always remember that. Um, you know, I didn't get paid for that one, but, uh, but, um, you know, it, it meant a lot. And, um, and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully I can extend the olive, olive, olive branch to you, um, you know, going forward and, um, yeah, I'll always say yes to anything that you're involved in, man. I appreciate that. I look to you as, you know, a very strong mentor of mine and, um, you know, brother, like a brother and it's like looking through your content, I get inspiration all the time. And so, um, I'm really glad we were able to, to touch base. Um, where awesome. can other people find you connect with you? Um, you know, if they want to continue a conversation, how they, how do they get in touch? Yeah, I think probably the best way, you know, I'm at Sean Kudungle anywhere, everywhere, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I think the best spot is probably on LinkedIn. Like I'm posting content on LinkedIn all the time and, uh, that's probably the best spot. And, um, yeah, just send me a note. I'm, I'm always, uh, um, available uh, to respond. I might not meet with you, but I'll definitely respond to you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, John. I really appreciate you uh, coming on to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.